0: and welcome to today's podcast or afternoon whenever you're listening to it uh happy monday regardless whether it's morning or evening whenever happy monday october the 11th uh so glad to uh have you on today as we uh, start a new week start a new book and uh get a chance to learn grow together it's gonna be awesome hope you guys had a great weekend um i watched the service uh from bayside yesterday awesome service Visited a local church um, as well. A uh, good friend of mine pastors at Countryside Christian. So I was there on Sunday. Great church, great people. It's awesome to see what God's doing uh, in his in his, in his body, the body of Christ. It's a beautiful thing. So um, yeah, so starting week two of uh, my sabbatical, uh, which will run for a couple of months. So I'm getting a chance to... Visit some of uh, these other local churches. I've heard great things about. Uh, met the pastors, of course, but I've never actually been able to attend the services. A few I have over the years, but you know, obviously, Sunday morning I'm usually busy. <laughs> and when I'm not at my church on Sunday morning, I'm usually out of town. So, <laughs> um, so uh, yeah, so it's been refreshing. You know, uh, my wife and I, Christy, we were talking as we left, and it was just really cool to see. You know, I want you guys to know the uh, the. Uh, the pandemic has not hurt the church. Nope. The, the church is stronger. And now I've been to a couple of churches that um, were healthy before uh, the pandemic. And you know what? You know what has happened? They are stronger now. <laughs> Praise God. You know, I know Bayside, you know, we were we were healthy before the pandemic and the pandemic. It just accelerated our unity, accelerated our strength and, and, uh, and determination, clarified our mission. Man, the church is strong. So despite despite the fear mongering that goes on about, oh, what's going to happen to church? Oh, the church is. No, the church is. Iron strong. (laughs) It is. It is beautiful to see, Uh, but also humble. Um, So while the church is strong and thriving, it's uh, it just there's a there's a beauty and, and humility in the church right now. Um, just having experienced a couple other local congregations that, uh, man, just uh, m- is moving. Honestly, it's moving and it's uh, exciting to see what God is doing. And, you know, so, you know, we we say it all, all the time. You know, you read the headlines and you think that's the story, whatever the big headline is. That's the main thing going on. No, 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 no. The main headline is what God is doing. And often that never makes the news. <laughs> you don't have to look any further than the birth of Jesus to see that. The big headline was Caesar's got a big census going on. Everybody's in uproar. Everybody's got to go back to their hometowns. Wow, frustrating. Yeah, the big news was that there was a baby being born in uh, in Bethlehem, <laughs> and no one knew. There was even there wasn't even room for him. So yeah, so when people say, "Man, the, the church," uh, just look around, man. Just look around. The church is thriving. Praise God. I'm excited, man. I'm so excited. After seeing what God is doing in this church and um, doing it at Bayside, but also seeing what He's doing in other thriving churches around us, um, the Spirit of God is alive and active, and um, and the and people are not discouraged. They're not defeated. They are uh, what God called them in His Word. They're more than conquerors. That's who we are. <laughs> We're going to talk some about that today as we jump into First Peter. We are more than conquerors. We are chosen. So hey, it's gonna be awesome. Well, I'm glad you're here. I hope you're having a great day, and I would hope that that word is a word of encouragement to you. That um, hey, you're on the winning team, man. You're a child of God. You're on the winning team, and uh, and we are not backing down. We are not defeated. We are not sulking. We are overcomers, and uh, you're part of that team. You you are an overcomer. Um, so today we start First Peter. First Peter, uh, you know that. Peter's the uh, very prominent figure in the New Testament, and uh, his name is mentioned second only to Jesus. (laughs) So he's a pretty big deal, pretty big deal in the New Testament. Um, He was obviously uh, one of Jesus' very best friends, inner circle, Um, Peter, James, and John, inner circle of Jesus. But you might argue that Peter was the the leader of the pack, man. He was the, uh, you know, he was the jump out of the boat, walk on water guy. Uh, he was the you are the Christ, the son of the living God guy. Uh, you know, he was the one who preached on the day of Pentecost. Three thousand got saved. I mean, he's he's a influential guy. And um, so this is decades later. He's serving primary. Interesting. P- Peter's a, you know, Jewish guy, um, but his ministry led him to, you um, Ministers to those outside of Israel, Gentiles, particularly in Asia Minor, the ro- the larger Roman world, and um, Peter's heart was uh, was uh, gripped for those that were outside of Israel, and uh, he sent, spent much of his life reaching out to those who are far from God. And so um, he writes this uh, this first and second Peter to churches in Asia Minor it was intended to be a circular letter in term and that means it was meant to be circulated among the churches for encouragement they were facing intense persecution by uh their um their neighbors um, and uh, they would be feeling defeated feeling frustrated hey just like what we we're talking about you you think you're being beat up and and the word of God comes and, and reminds them of who they are and that uh, they are on the winning team just like we've been talking about And uh, so, hey, let's jump into it. You know what we do? We read, we pray, we change the world. And so uh, we read the word of God. It gets in us. It changes us. We pray, we seek God. And you know what? We change. And so the world that we are in changes because we are different. So um, we come to the word of God with confidence. Amen. I hear your amens out there. (laughs) So glad you are a part of this. And uh, let's dig in. Here we go. First Peter chapter 1. Peter, an apostle of Jesus Christ, he claimed. He said, "I'm an apostle." Just let you know that right now, a sent one, sent one of Jesus Christ. He was Peter sent him out. I mean, Jesus sent him out. Jesus changed his name. Remember, his name was Simon, good Jewish name Simon, and um, Jesus co- changed his name to Cephas, and that's translated into Greek as Petra or Peter. Um. So Peter, an apostle, the rock, not you know, not, not not the rock, not the one that does the movies with Kevin Hart. Different. <laughs> Different guy. Uh, Peter, an apostle of Jesus Christ, the rock, <laughs> an apostle of Jesus Christ, to God's elect, exile scattered throughout the provinces of Pontius, Galatia, Cappadocia, Asia, Bithynia who have been chosen according to the foreknowledge of God, the foreknowledge of God the Father, through the sanctifying work of the Spirit, to be obedient to Jesus Christ with the sprinkling of blood, of his blood. Whoa! Dude, that's a long sentence, first of all. I just want to say that right now. I mean, I'm not I'm no, I'm no English professor. I'm a professor of Bible, but I'm not a professor of English. And um, that's a long sentence. <laughs> it's a lot to break down but get this so you got gentiles and listen to the terminology that Peter's using he's using he's using um israelite terminology the, the terms that were used for israelites the elect exiles chosen those were all those were all terms terms used for the in the old testament for the jewish people and here peter is saying no and speaking primarily to gentiles you are god's elect exiles scattered in a diaspora uh scattered about throughout all of all over asia you've been chosen so you're god's elect look and and get the contrast here god's elect and their exile scattered you know sometimes just just because you're god's elect doesn't mean bad things are not want to happen to you they're <laughs> god's elect you still may have some troubles to god's elect exile scattered you know hey both are true. <laughs> you are both an exile and you are both elect. You are both a child of God and you o- also have this health crisis. You are, yes, you are chosen and dearly favored by God. And yes, you're going through a financial hardship. Yes, you are dearly loved by God. And yes, you're going through a rough patch in your marriage. Yes, you are dearly loved by God. And yes, you're battling cancer. Both can be true, but never forget you are God's elect. Yeah. Yeah. To God's elect, exile scattered throughout the providences of, of all these different towns. I won't try to stumble over the names again. <laughs> who, you who's the who? You, God's elect, God's people, you have been chosen. You've been chosen. We talked about this last time when we were talking about first, uh, second John, third John, one of them, one of the Johns. <laughs> That's horrible. Talking about one of the Johns. I mean, <laughs> never mind. Never mind, guys. Um, <clears throat> you were chosen according to the foreknowledge of God. God knew you before you even knew yourself. In the foreknowledge of God, God chose you. Ephesians, right? And in, in God predestined, he chose based on his foreknowledge. Those who would receive Christ, he, he knew this ahead of time. So he chose you according to the foreknowledge of God through the sanctifying work of the spirit. And what did he, what did he, what did he uh choose us to do? What what did he what did he choose us for? To be obedient to Jesus Christ and sprinkled with his blood. You were chosen, you were chosen to be obedient to Jesus Christ, to be in his family, to be a part of the elect and to be sprinkled with his blood, to be forgiven, to be covered with the blood of Jesus. That's that's that is just that is just uh drenched in Israeli, Israelite historical terminology, right? This is like Passover stuff. You're exiles. You've you've passed out of uh Egypt and onto the promised land. You're in an exile time, but you've been sprinkled with the blood of that. What the Passover lamb of God has been covered. You didn't you didn't need a lamb. You 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 have the lamb, the lamb of God that takes away the sin of the world. He has sprinkled you with blood. He has forgiven your sin. You are chosen. Grace and peace to be yours in abundance. Verse three. Praise be to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. In his great mercy, he has given us new birth into a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead. Whoa. It's all right there, people. (laughs) He, Peter's just gonna break out in a little praise at the beginning here. He's, he's trying to encourage people who are discouraged, right? He's like, praise be to God the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. In his great mercy, he's given us what? New birth? Salvation. Redemption. We've been born again into what? Into a living hope through the resurrection of the of Jesus Christ. We don't we don't have a dead faith. We our faith is not a, a faith fixated on death. It's a faith of life. Why? because it's a living hope through what the resurrection of Jesus Christ you know the um <clears throat> the primary symbol of christianity is tends to be the cross um and that's i mean obviously the cross is important but uh primarily essentially um the symbol of of the of the of christianity is not the cross it's the empty tomb we that's that's the true symbol of Christ. but I don't know how you know nobody wants to walk around with an empty tomb on their neck. <laughs> I haven't gone into many churches and like hanging in the back of this of the, the up on the platform is a, an empty tomb, but I don't know for whatever reason but um <laughs> but that is more the true symbol of our faith than anything that we are resurrection. we're in a living hope. So, um, yeah, let's continue on a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead. Verse four, and into an inheritance that can never perish, spoil, or fade. This inheritance is kept in heaven for you. Wow, wow! You have an inheritance. He's reminding people who feel like they're losing everything, feel like they're losing, a, they're fighting a losing battle, that everything's against them, that they're they're they're. Um, they're failing. And Peter reminds him, no, 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 no. You have an inheritance that can never perish. Spoiler fate. Hallelujah. That's man, that's good news. <laughs> and this inheritance is where, where is it? It's kept in heaven for you. Verse five. Who through faith, who who's the who's faith? Who's through faith? You, 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 you are shielded by God's power. Whoa. You don't go out alone today, man. You go out today, you're going out today, you're, you're going about your day right now, wherever you are in your car, in your office, getting ready to take, make your morning commute, getting ready for work, whatever you're doing, going to school. What, God is your shield. You are shielded by God's power. How long? Until the coming of the salvation that is ready to be revealed in the last time. You Until Jesus comes, you're covered. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Verse six, in all this, you greatly rejoice. And, just, and rightly so, though. Now, for a little while, you may have ha- you may have to suffer grief in all kinds of trials. What, what's what's Peter doing? Peter's you know he's he's zooming out. You know what? Suffering has a way of causing us to zoom in, and we zoom in and get sort of tunnel vision on our suffering. Right? Whatever that thing is in our life. We talked about you know, hundred you know ninety percent of your life can be going great. This, there's this ten percent of your life that isn't all that you want it to be, and our mind tends to focus on the ten percent that isn't right, <laughs> rather than the ninety percent of things that are going great, <clears throat> where God has blessed us and provided, and and it's you know it's good. And so we zoom in. Suffering has a way of causing us to zoom in on the suffering, and the and the uh, mis- uh, misfortune. Here, what's Peter do? He's zooming out. He's saying, Wait, wait, guys, let's put your suffering in proper context. And the context is that you're chosen, you're elect. You are uh, bought by the blood of Jesus. Um, You uh, have been brought into, you've been born again into a living hope through this resurrection faith, this new life. And you have an inheritance that can never perish, spoil or fade. And this inheritance is in heaven for you. Zoom out, man. (laughs) Zoom out and see all the stuff, all the good stuff, all the blessings that are yours in Christ. Yes, maybe you need to hear that today. I know I do. Man, that's a great reminder. Verse six, in all this, you greatly rejoice that though now for a little while, you may have had to suffer through different kinds of trials. These have come to so that <clears throat> the proven genuineness of your faith, these have come so that the proven genuineness of your faith of greater worth than gold, which perishes even though refined by fire, may result in praise, glory, and honor when Jesus Christ is revealed. He's saying even your suffering is being used to purify your faith. See, suffering has a way of um, causing us to be homesick. Right? When you have, go through sufferings in this world, you you crave for a better world. You crave for a better for the next life. You, you crave for for something more. When you see people suffer, you crave for goodness, you crave crave for justice. You crave you crave for thing crave th- for things to be right. Where's that that's in your inheritance in heaven. So suffering, even suffering, can, Peter is arguing, even suffering f- causes us to focus on what really matters and where we're headed. Yeah, in the presence of God. Verse 8, though you have not seen him, you love him. And even though you do not see him now, you believe in him and are filled with an inexpressible and glorious joy. For you are receiving the end result of your faith, the salvation of your souls. Whoa, man! Look at the end of the day—that's what it's about. I'm not saying you know being saved for heaven is the only benefit of following Jesus. Absolutely not. There are benefits here, and yes, we work to bring the kingdom to this earth and 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 bring the kingdom of God to dark places, and and we try to work to make this place a better place. But look at the end of the day, the greatest gift is salvation, and that salvation is not just here; it's primarily. When we close our eyes for the last time, that's where the ultimate inheritance is. Yes, the salvation of our souls. Concerning this salvation, the prophets who spoke of that great the grace that was to come searched intently and with great, greatest care, trying to find out the time and circumstances to which the Spirit of Christ in them was pointing when he predicted the sufferings of the Messiah and the glories that would follow talking about the prophets. Why are, they, why are they looking at the scriptures? They're, they're trying to search. He's like looking back of Israelite history. The prophets searched the, the intently with greatest care the, the Bible, the Old Testament. Watch this. I love this. This is a little subtle, like man. And while they were doing this, the spirit of Christ in them. <laughs> what was guiding them? What was directing them? It was the spirit of Messiah. The spirit of Christ. It was revealed to them that they were not serving themselves but you the prophets they searched for times and seasons and they discovered it wasn't going to come it wasn't going to come to pass in their time it was actually for a time that we would experience when they spoke of these things they have now been told you by those who've preached the gospel to you by the holy spirit sent from heaven even angels i love this first man even angels long to look into these things whoa what is he saying, friends? He's saying what we what Peter's audience experienced with the coming of Jesus and what we experience now post-resurrection is what the angels of heaven longed to see. Ow. Like all of eternity, the angels were eager to see this redemptive plan come to fruition, and we get to see it. Man. Even angels long to look into these things. He's perspective. Look at the blessing that we have. Verse 13, therefore, with minds that are alert and fully sober, set your hope on the grace to be brought to you when Jesus Christ is revealed at his coming. He coming back, y'all. He coming back. We don't know the time of the season, but he coming back. So be ready. Verse, verse 14, as obedient children, do not conform to the evil desires uh, To conform to the evil desires you had when you lived in ignorance. But just as he who called you is holy, so be holy in all you do. For it is written, be holy because I am holy. That's the charge, man. Be like Jesus. Be holy because I am holy. We can't be holy in totality like god is holy but we can be holy in kind we can be holy like god is god makes us holy through the sanctifying work of his spirit verse 17 since you called on a father who judges each person's work impartially live out your time as foreigners here in reverent fear look we aren't this is not our home guys United States of America is not our home. It's our temporary residence. Uh, Wherever you're listening to this, whatever country you're listening to this, and I I look at the podcast distribution and there's people all over the world that listen to it. Whatever place you're in, Sweden, um, Puerto Rico, um, wherever you are, England, that's your temporary residence. Your permanent home is in heaven with God. We are are foreigners here. For you know that it was not with perishable things, such as silver and gold, that you were redeemed from the empty way of life handed down to you from your ancestors, but with the precious blood of Christ. Wow. That's a good one, man. Mm. A lamb without blemish or defect. That's what Jesus was. He was chosen before the creation of the world but was revealed in these last times for your sake. Through him you believe in God, who raised him from the dead and glorified him, and so your faith faith and hope are in God. Wow, that's awesome make no mistake right he's saying <laughs> don't ever forget who brought you from death to life it's jesus the precious lamb of god who came without spot or blemish without defect he was chosen before the creation of the world god had a plan before he even created the world why because he has foreknowledge before god ever created before adam and eve ever fell in the fell in the garden through sin god already had a plan in place to redeem humanity it wasn't like when Adam and Eve uh, eat, ate the forbidden fruit. God was like, "Oh, snap! I never saw this coming." <laughs> now what do we do? <laughs> this is this wasn't in the plan. No, God had a plan. Verse twenty-two. Now that you have been purified, now that you have purified yourselves by obeying the truth, so that you have sincere love for each other, love one another deeply from the heart. Yeah, love each other deeply. I hope you feel loved deeply. You are loved deeply. I hope you know that today. You're loved by God deeply. You're loved by others deeply. I love you, man. I love you deeply. I hope you know that. Verse 23. For you have been born again, not of perishable seed, but of imperishable through the living and enduring word of God. That's a good one to underline. For you have born again, been born again, not of... Perishable seed, but of imperishable through the living and enduring Word of God. For verse twenty four, all people are like grass, and all their glory is like the flowers of the field. The grass withers, and the flowers fail, but the word of the Lord endures forever. Mm, 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 mm. I heard um, I heard a story about a a preacher in a, a who would finish every service with um, that. um, that little phrase, the grass withers and the flowers fail, but the word of the Lord endures forever. The grass withers and the flowers fade, but the word of the Lord endures forever. And finally, one little boy at the end of the service came up to him and said, pastor, why do you at the end of every service say the grass withers and the flowers fail, but the word of the Lord endures forever? And the pastor said, for that reason right there, (laughs) for that reason right there. It's true, man. Just like I say in the uh in this in this podcast, look, the word of God is true. Everything else is commentary. When I'm reading the word of God, that's the word of God. Everything else is commentary. flowers fade, the grass withers and the flowers fade. It's the word of the Lord that endures forever. So thank you. Thank you. Seriously. Thank you for committing to the word of God. Thank you for committing to learning the word of God and hearing the word of God and processing and, and living out the word of God. Because The grass withers and the flowers fade, but the word of God, yes, endures forever, forever. So thank you guys. Thank you for being a part of it. Hey, you know what we do now? We finished chapter one. So uh, it's time to pray. Lord Jesus, thank you so much for your word. Thank you for reminding us that we're chosen, that we are your elect. And uh, we have sometimes have difficult things that happen in our lives Uh, But that doesn't negate the fact that we are chosen and dearly loved by you. Thank you, Lord, for reminding us of that. Uh, Thank you for loving us so much. Thank you for Jesus and the sprinkling of his blood that takes away our sin and gives us an inheritance with you for all of eternity. God, I pray for my friends today that know you, that are saved by the blood of Christ, that they would feel that today, that they would know that. They would know that truth, that they are chosen, that they are dearly loved, that they have an inheritance with you forever. God, I pray that today we would go out and be holy as you are holy. Lord, help us to live out our faith and be a witness to those who need to know the good news of Jesus. Lord, I thank you that your word is true. Thank you for the opportunity for us to learn your word, study your word, live in your word. God, I pray for my friends, each and every one of them, whatever they're facing, may you bless them and give them encouragement and strength and power, whatever they need financial blessing, relationship help, uh, mental just peace, whatever they need, God. May you grant it to each and every one of them in abundance. Lord, we love you. Give you thanks in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, God bless you today. Thank you for being a part of this Monday edition of the podcast as we started 1 Peter chapter 1. Tomorrow, we jump right over, on over to chapter 2. And 1 Peter is awesome, guys. You don't want to miss a single one. So thanks for being a part of this. Thanks for sharing. Thanks for subscribing. Thanks for leaving a comment. All of those things are really helpful and I really appreciate it. So, all right, you guys have a great Monday. Have a great week. We'll see you next time. Bye. Thank you for joining us today on Pastor Terry's Bible Study Podcast. We hope you enjoyed today's show. If this episode has been an encouragement to you, please help us by spreading the word about the podcast. You can do that by giving us a thumbs up, subscribing, and sharing it with your friends.